Hello and welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Today I have another awesome guest with me, Harif uh, Ridusan. Harif, uh, thank you very much for joining me and your time today. Hi, uh, thanks Patrick <laughs> for inviting me. Sure. Interesting, I say, because you are the green carpenter. Um, I found you on uh, LinkedIn following you there. And uh, I thought you really have like uh, interesting things to, to share. Green carpenter for me, first, when I saw that was like, uh, oh, that's an oxymoron. That's like two mutually <laughs> exclusive words, right? How can a, yeah, a, yeah, car yeah. Be, a carpenter be green? Well, I think today we will learn a lot more about this. Uh, but first of all, as always, I would like to know a little bit more about your background. Uh, I know you're Malaysian, but tell me a little bit more. I could not figure out where you really grow up. Uh, so I was born in the US. Um, my parents studied there when I was younger. And when I was two years old, I came back to Malaysia. And since then, I, I grew up here in Malaysia. And I studied in the UK for my degree. Uh, and 2008, I came back and I continued the family business. So another fun facts, uh, during um, secondary school, I was in a military school for four years. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> But here in Malaysia, right? Yeah, yeah, in Malaysia. Okay, cool. Oh, It's okay, also so green. We, we wear green also every green. day. <laughs> And green is like is is like the topic I just figured out before. Um, like your name Harif meant in in Hindi, right? Means green also uh, in yeah, Arabic. That's, that's, uh, yeah, that's ridic ridiculous. <laughs> But that is that is true. And recently, I was I got the confirmation from a friend that my name means green. I stumbled upon it like five years ago. But then at that point of time, I have no one to confirm it with. So. Uh, last two weeks, someone, uh, a friend of mine from Facebook, confirms it. So, <laughs> it's it's quite weird. <laughs> it's, well, it's a coincidence. Maybe it's a good fit. Um, also, in Arabic, you uh, mentioned one of your post. It means uh, the great line or the he who digs the earth, right? Or <laughs> provide it. It's very interesting how yeah, yeah, yeah. your name fit what you're doing today. Um, let's go back again uh, because I read you. You have uh, your your entire family ten kids, right? So you have uh, nine siblings. Uh, you're the first, uh, the first one. How how was that? I mean, how is it to grow up in such a huge family? It's uh, interesting because um, as you knew, this day and age, there's not many families that have that much number of people yes. <laughs> um, so it was hectic growing up but now it's it's easier for my parents now because we are all big <laughs> so um, but what what makes it work is um, my mom she always used to emphasize on system so there needs to be a system to manage that amount of people And uh, like labeling, like uh, timetables and uh, responsibility or body systems. So I grew up a lot in system and uh, it also uh, impact our business as well because we use a lot of system in our uh, business so that mm -hmm. we can fully optimize things and make things work better. Yeah. yeah. 
And I assume because you're the firstborn, right? You also have very early, mm -hmm. uh, probably a lot of responsibility taking care of your siblings. How, how did that uh, influence you as a person? It, it gives me, I think it gives me more empathy toward people. Mm, and I feel like uh, a sense of responsibility. I think that it also was embedded in me early on. So those qualities, um, I think, makes me what I am today as well. I'm also a lot calmer when dealing with a lot of issues in one time because I'm used to dealing with a lot of internal issues. So I think those are some of the things that uh, I mean, like spillover of having a big family. Mm, yeah, I, I can imagine. I uh, uh, With so many siblings, a lot of conflict management to be done also. Um, like for you, how, how many siblings do you have? Only one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you see. So that, that is, there's a very different spectrum, yeah? <laughs> yeah, correct, right? But that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, I, I remember the conflicts that we had and it's only like uh, two of us, right? But if you're 10, right? And it's like, and maybe also... So imagine uh, it 10 times. <laughs> yes, 10 times, yeah. Um, or maybe this goes even exponential because like um, what what comes in addition, right? It's like the age difference, right? If you're like, the, you're the oldest, the youngest. What, what is the age difference from, from you to the youngest one in the family? Hmm... It's probably uh, 20 years, maybe, 20 years. something like that. Wow. <laughs> That's almost <laughs> a generation, right? It's like, yeah. wow. Uh, okay. My sister now is 17, the youngest. Youngest, there. Yeah. So now we all know how old you are also, Harish. Yeah, so I'm 35. <laughs> so I think it's 18 years. 18 years, 18 years. Yeah. Yeah. But still, uh, still. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, in very interesting uh, to know that. Um, I, I read uh, that you were always working like in the, in the, with your parents also in holidays, right? Since you were 10 years old. Um, so what's like for you was this path, like the, your, your career path or the idea what you're going to do later? Was that very clear already when you were 10 i mean was it even a question for you that you would not work in your parents company later so i have to go to uh the work i mean to do the factory since i'm 10 years old so i grew up in the industry when school holidays people go to holiday i have to go work <laughs> at first i i i don't really like the arrangement but uh, growing up and nowadays, I see the benefit of having that exposure early on. And it affects a lot of the decision that I make nowadays as well. Because when you grew up in the industry, you see the problem in the industry if you want to look at it. And for me, because I'm really curious about things. So I've always been looking into uh, the industry in a way that uh, what are the problems or how, how can we make it better and those kind of things. Mm -hmm. So when I, of course, as a firstborn, I was not, not to say groom, but uh, I've been uh, given the, the pressure of uh, continuing the family business. Mm -hmm. So I even took uh, my studies. I took management studies, even though I'm a science student. 
So um, it was in a way um, planned for me to continue the business. So in 2008, I came back to Malaysia and I um, joined the business officially. And after a few years, uh, I've delved into the industry. We do like big projects, small projects, uh, a lot of different kind of things. I started to question the industry itself because uh, as for me as a person, I'm 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 a naturalist. I, I, I like nature and I'm more of a, I have an environmentalist kind of uh, view of the world because I love trees. I, I, I enjoy being in the forest and all that. Um, in my military days, we used to do a lot of campings or um, expedition and all that where we are surrounded by, by trees. Even our school is uh, on top of the uh, a, a hill and it's surrounded by trees so um it's it saddens me a bit because like uh, my industry involved directly with forests so we are cutting down trees and in 2012 i um, studied more about the business and um, found out that uh, even though we malaysia is one of the top 10 manufacturer of wood products in the world um, we have a very strong wood industry. Malaysia have exported to more than 160 countries. Yeah. But um, our issue is we are, we don't really practice sustainability in terms of our manufacturing. We don't really care where the material comes from. There's a lot of waste being created in the industry. And, um, and that year as well, 2012, uh, Malaysia recorded the highest rate of deforestation in either in the world or South Asia. I think it was in the world. So it, it really affected my view of the industry uh, until yeah. to the point that I feel like I don't really want to continue the business because mm -hmm. of the way things are being run. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it, for me, I uh, that was the turning point where I decided, okay, I want to do a, a green... Um, uh, I want to move the industry or, or my business at least to a more sustainable um, uh, way. Uh, yeah. mm -hmm. At that point of time, um, I, I thought like, okay, I want to make a green furniture. So, but I, I don't know what is green, green furniture. Where do I start? And it's, it's very uh, like what you say, right? Uh, it's it, oxymoron to, to, to say like, working with wood and to say that you're green, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's a difficult decision mm. to make, one, and then two, to execute. Mm. So um, yeah. I did a lot of studies uh, in Malaysia. There's not many resources. Internationally as well, there's quite limited in terms of um, what is a green furniture. Mm -hmm. But the, the, the standard um, answer that I found was material. So I look into materials and because I was against cutting trees, uh, I use a lot of recycled wood. So these are waste wood from industry like uh, pallets, crates, uh, cable drums and uh, wood from old houses. Oh, so okay. I started with that. It's like second-hand wood if, yeah, if you want. Yeah, yeah. 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 Re because reuse we are it, in, yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, because we are in the interior uh, business, so we do a lot of interior work, mm-hmm. and uh, sometimes we have a lot of pallets lying around as well. Normally, we would throw it away, but because I wanted to do uh, to to study or to experiment with recycled wood, so we we take it and uh, we start using it. So I started my journey by using recycled wood as a material. Interesting, yeah. Can mm. I maybe just ask one more question there? Because like you, you mentioned like that was the time, 2008 to 12, right? That you changed. And um, again, that was a family business. And, and I saw like uh, one of this, uh, a, a very beautiful uh, picture of like your father working and you working side by side. And it looks exactly the same. You know, I had to look to, I said, oh, it's not you, right? It's your father. It's a beautiful picture. But what, what was like before we move into sustainability, right? maybe you can give one or two more comments what what was like the process also that your your parents or your father had to go through because you said like okay the business you want to continue but we need to fundamentally change how to do it to make it green what what was the process that your father was going through or how did he receive like your ideas uh, changing the business basically so um, the business is founded by my parents actually so my father mm-hmm. and my mother in 1993 so the business model was we do a lot of projects for governments and um, uh, corporates uh, sometimes so we deal a lot with um, at that point of time we we deal a lot with one um, wood and the other one is um, It's called paneling. So these are chipboards, plywoods, and um, a wood base, but it's not solid wood. Mm-hmm. So that is what everyone else is also doing. So it's it, it's nothing special about what we're doing. We did kitchen cabinet. We 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 do cabinets. We do tables, chairs, but that is what everyone else is also doing. So when I uh, uh, I, I after a few years. Uh, of joining officially, I decided to uh, do a 100-year plan. So when I do a 100-year plan, okay. so I, I, I identify okay, where we are going uh, or, or like where can we go and how can we differentiate or like continue the business in a way that can last a, a long time. So um, one of the things was also the way we operate, how can we operate differently uh, compared to uh, other companies yeah. and how can we um, change the way we do business. Mm. And um, initially when I started to do the the, the recycled wood furniture, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's not really something that is... Uh, I, I officially or like put into the business and all that. It's more of my personal experiment as I, I'm a trained carpenter. So I I can make all these things. So it doesn't interrupt the, the business operation. So it's more of a side project. But for me, it's about um, experimenting with the concept. And um, I want to try this because nobody is doing it, at least to a larger scale. And um, for them, as long as it doesn't really bother the operation, they are still okay with it. But after a while, when there is traction, um, then we have to sit down and discuss. Uh, initially as well, because I, I bring back a lot of pallets and waste material to the factory, so um, 
they were a bit uh, not upset, but they asked me why are you bringing uh, garbage to, to why are you collecting garbage? Because I always go uh, around with my four wheel drive, and sometimes when I go to dump sites or, or I see the the construction uh, uh, what tong not tong what is it uh, the 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 big uh metal thing where they put all the waste so i would uh, go yeah. dumpster dumpster diving oh, okay. so it's, it's something <laughs> and grab whatever you think you can reuse yeah, it. yeah. <laughs> okay okay interesting so at first it was like that why are you doing that but after a while when they see what i'm doing and um, they see how it's benefiting us yeah. so they they are slowly <laughs> accepting it and now we do uh, it uh, concurrently so we do run our traditional business but at the mm -hmm. same time we do run our green business okay, but at the nice. same time we are trying to move as much of the traditional uh, business towards more green mm, yeah. for example okay. now if we have projects we can propose um, greener products or greener mm. coatings and those kind of things yeah. so the idea is to have uh, the assimilation of both uh, the yeah. old business and the new business. Mm. So you provide the options, right? Or uh, yeah, the options that someone can like really uh, order green furniture or green uh, products from you in the end. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I I really like that and see that uh, that transition is uh, it's an ongoing transition, right? So so um, let's go let's go back to this uh, sustainability right and for me it's also like a bit sustainability sounds like a hype word right every everywhere is sustainability um but you mentioned already like um before this goes far beyond like uh the topic of deforestation and you plant a new tree for everything that you do right this is going like into green manufacturing uh or what do you say like even uh the sourcing of the materials making sure that is like coming from a certified uh forest maybe um even the finishing the packaging i saw even this one you all include really from a to z when it comes to that and the, the most in, interesting one what you just explained the, the waste management or you're targeting a zero waste approach maybe you can explain this more like uh, like in more detail like these aspects that you're working on sure so it started off with working with only waste because I have, at that time, my understanding of uh, sustainability is very little. So it's first I started with waste, but uh, over this year, uh, I've been doing a lot of reading and research as well. And my understanding of sustainability now is way different than when I first started. Um, for example, when we talk about sustainability, it, it's not just about the material. Uh, it's about the whole process that is involved before and after the product are being made. So um, I've also created a framework where I call uh, a proactive green system. So this is where uh, manufacturers such as myself, but not limited to wood industry, can um, do sustainable manufacturing. So it's it's... It's the study of the process and other stakeholders. So you, you, you look into um, the way you source, um, the design of the product, the, the material that you use, the glue that you use, the coating that you use, the mm, packaging, yeah. okay. even the operation of the company. We are moving towards paperless uh, and, um, 
uh, operation. So those are the things that we have to um, look into and try to make each, each process greener. And of course, we cannot do all in one go. So that's why these past few years, we've been uh, slowly upgrading things and um, make it better. And it, this process will never um, finish because once you finish, you have to go back and see if you can make this process greener. Still better, Is right? A better glue and those uh-huh. kind of things. Yeah. So it's a, a it's a process that is going to be repeating itself, mm. and um, it's, it's it's not just about the the process itself. It's about people. It's about um, uh, uh, the stakeholders, government, uh, the environment, the community. Mm-hmm. So these are all part of sustainability journey. Because when you talk about sustainability, it's it's not about the environment. It's about the long term how we can sustain in the long term. And environment is yeah. one of the big thing in, in, in sustainability. Mm. So now what I'm trying to do is, uh, before this is more of me experimenting and trying to see if it works, if people buy it, um, how, how, how will it benefit my, my, my company? That was the initial idea. But after um, years of, of, of doing it, um, now is when we um, started to talk more about it. Now is when I, I now talk a lot to media, to students, to industry people, because I've done this, this uh, uh, not to say study, this experiment and it works. So people are buying into green, um, operation are more efficient. We attract uh, better talents and uh, the yep. brand is doing well. So now is where I share with people my experience because yeah. uh, I've gone through the process and this is when I'm more active in LinkedIn now because for me, uh, in Malaysia, it's not really an issue of awareness anymore because mm-hmm. um, people are aware of going green. Mm-hmm. It's um, Especially the younger generation, you don't really have to tell them we have to go green. They want green already. So it's not the issue of awareness anymore. The issue is there's two issues, availability and affordability. So um, availability, is it available? If I want to buy a green pen, is there such pen in the market? If there isn't, then uh, there is a one, but there's no supply. So that is one. And then two, uh, affordability. Um, People think that green products are expensive. It's true to a certain extent, but there are a lot of ways where we can make products uh, cheaply, not cheaply, but uh, um, I mean like competitive. Yeah. So this yeah. is why uh, I'm looking to, to more activism towards business rather mm-hmm. than public. Mm-hmm. Because the pub- now public wants it, uh, but yeah. there's no supply. Yeah, correct. So, yeah. and and in terms of manufacturers or the, the supply side, there's a lot of misconception. Like, for example, if I want to do a green products, they, they, they have thoughts that they have to invest a lot. You have to install solar panels. You have to buy new expensive machines or use material that is expensive, those kind of things. So, they prefer not to go into it yeah. because they don't understand it. Mm. Um, but for me, like a business we need to make sure that we are one profitable and two can sustain in the long term so the decision that 
uh, I made internally is, of course, um, the environment is the, the, the beneficiary of what we do, but the business also need to survive and benefits from being sustainable. Mm. And um, yeah. this nowadays, we have enough knowledge to be able to um, protect the environment at the same time profit from what we are doing. And this is why it's a critical time for us to see all other industries, all, all other businesses in the way we operate. Because now we have enough knowledge to be operating in the most optimal and eco-friendly environment. Mm. Like what we are doing, um, for example, in my uh, gallery or office, we use a lot of uh, natural lightings or light harvesting. Meaning during the day, we don't really need uh, lightings. So we save a lot on lightings. We only use it for maybe photo shoots or if it's at night or if it's rainy. So we, we try to utilize as much um, natural or, 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 or green practices that can affect us in, uh, 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 the le with the least cost. And uh, also utilizing our waste. As we are moving towards zero waste manufacturing, we try to see what kind of waste that we are creating and how do we use it. Like uh, like our main focus right now is the wood waste. So instead of throwing away the small pieces, the sawdust and the, the wood shavings, we actually use them for other purpose and also sell them. We used to have around 30% waste, um, but now we are around 5%. So oh, wow. we have, That's we, impressive. We, yeah. we, we move around there, but it's around there. It's still a long way to go. But the idea is once we get it to, uh, if we find ways to get to 0%, mm. we can also uh, solve industry issues. Um, what we are trying to, what I always do is whenever I do something, it needs to solve not just my issue, but at, at everyone's issue. Mm. So that is why now I'm also sharing uh, the things that I do and uh, my experience so that other people can actually, um, I don't know, not not to say replicate, but have an idea of how we can yeah. do it. Because there's yeah. a lot of uh, theory going around. There's a lot of academician talks about sustainability, but uh, there's very little practice being done yeah. in the industry. You need to so see I it in like, the end, right? You need yeah, to see the example yeah, yeah. and things that you're doing. I mean, that's, mm. that's, uh, and that's also why I, I really appreciate your sharing today uh, with me and, <laughs> and the audience about that. Um, one of these examples that just came in my mind is like the trophies that you do. So there's always like mm. these awards that are mostly done by glass or, or, or um steel or or metals right and and i saw like this one example and I, I think i put it here also uh the pictures um of of like these awards made entirely of uh wood probably of uh some of the ways that you had so that's that's a, a beautiful example and everyone uh, can see that um harif uh, one question i had like when you were just talking before uh, about about the supply, but then also it's a question of resources. So your company can grow only if you find the right talents. Is like the the carpenter's job. Is that like something uh, uh, young kids uh, students are still interested in? Is that still like fancy or how how? Or let me ask the other way around because I I know you're successful in onboarding talents and and students. How how do you make that job? fancy and cool again so so the students come and uh, work for you and your um, uh, company 
So the, one of the problem of the industry is uh, our reliance on foreign labor. This is not a current issue. It's been an issue for years and years. Mm -hmm. So that is one of the things that we are, uh, at least I try to um, to solve for internally for myself and also the industry. So the problem is um, our industry are being seen as a 3D industry where it's dirty, dangerous and demeaning. So not a lot of local um, talents want to be on board the wood industry, even though it, 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 it has prospect. But um, so what I'm trying to do is or one of the things that we are doing is trying to attract more local people, especially youth and women into the industry. And um, so far, like our current uh, workforce, 80% is uh, our local youth below mm -hmm. 35 and almost 90% of our staff are, are local staff. And we also have a lot of women in our factory as well. So we try to make like uh, the, the three problem, like the tea. So we try to keep our factory really clean. Uh, we do daily cleanings. And if you come over and visit, it won't be as uh, what you typically think a, 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 a wood factory in Malaysia would look like. Because uh, we try to keep the, the cleanliness dangerous. We use... Um, safe machines and we do a lot of trainings as well so we reduce the 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 uh, issue of dangerous dangerousness and demeaning people see the wood industry as being um, not cool or, or not something that they would, they are proud to be part of so we what we try we do is we try to make the fact as conducive as well as as as, as uh, comfortable and um, we make products that offer a certain standard so there's some pride in it there's a lot of uh, thoughts and and, and uh, craft work detail work being done so they are somewhat proud of doing it so this kind of thing is uh, quite exciting to the use especially we do a lot of R&D and design so they always have to work with new things they always have to um, be a bit stressful but in a good way where they are being pushed to to be more creative uh, it, it doesn't work with everyone but um, it, it gives that a different kind of um, way a business operate at least the wood industry in Malaysia yeah. because our wood industry is it, not to say stagnant but it works in a certain way that is almost the same everywhere so what we are trying to do is to create a, a, a concept, a, a concept factory where we, we try to do as much thing differently than industry. However, it needs to be re replicable because we want the, the, the concept to be adopted in a lot of different places as well. Mm -hmm. And that is why we do a lot of sharing. We do a lot of uh, engagement with the industry, with the government on how the industry or businesses can move towards uh, sustainable yeah operations yeah. okay very interesting well what is the best way to reach out to you or the company when people are interested to join the company uh, so we have few brands mm -hmm. we have our product brands uh, dapoware um, harris green carpenter and um, 
the green factory so these are our social media handles so they uh, handle the, the brands and sometimes people do contact us through our brands or if you want to contact me directly it's more on linkedin i'm active there if you want to find me so do reach out to us if you feel like um you want to be part of the journey or you want to collaborate or you have ideas on how things can be uh, move forward because i'm also i founded green design malaysia on facebook last year now we have around uh, 1000 plus members so these are business people uh, designers academician uh, students where we discuss on how we can use design or green design to to solve a lot of uh, our, our our issue business issues environment issues and all that so if you want to be part of the conversation do do join us in the green design facebook group awesome okay cool and we'll share all the links so it's uh, easy sure. for the audience to uh, connect with you um thank you very much harif that was uh, highly interesting uh, the time flies <laughs> it's crazy i have so many more questions sure. um but what is what what is the next uh, thing that we can uh, look forward uh, to from from you and the company what are the next projects so we are doing a lot of online um content right now where we discuss or, or or share on misconception of certain things like uh, for example how can why does uh, cutting down trees might be good for the environment so these are some of the things that is it sound controversial but there's a lot of science in it and 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 misconception in it which i do share and um and explain how it works mm-hmm. um also like more content on application uh, for businesses uh, in terms of making their business green more community projects where we get more designers to be involved in green design more businesses to be in uh, uh, in the sustainable business and more of basically a, a, a movement to make malaysia a sourcing hub for sustainable products and design So this this is one of my aim to to make Malaysia the hub for Southeast Asia for sustainable products and design. So that is when the community comes in, uh, the business community come in, the government comes in as well. So uh, we would like to invite as much people to be part of the movement and be part of the discussion and help us solve the the issue of the environment and also business sustainability. Awesome. A beautiful word uh, to end this session. Uh, thank you so much again, Harith, uh, for joining me today and sharing your experience and uh, your awesome knowledge about uh, sustainability. I've, I think now uh, we understand a little bit better how a green carpenter really can still work out. Thanks so much, <laughs> Harith. Thank you for having me. Thanks. And uh, thanks to the audience for watching this episode. I hope you liked it. Uh, don't forget to reach out to uh, Harif. Um, join his uh, community on Facebook. Uh, follow him on LinkedIn and uh, learn more about uh, these topics. Thanks for watching. Uh, stay tuned. And then I see you next week for another episode of Pat's Chat. Have a great day.